If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. What is going on, everybody? Happy Monday to you all. Uh, I'm Nick. I don't know if you know that. I don't know why I keep introducing myself. Because what if somebody is new listening? I guess. Yeah. Anyways, I'm Nick. I'm your host of this show. Uh, joined by my producer, Chrissy. Chrissy, how are you? Good. How are you? How was I'm, your trip? You know, it was good to be home. I was home in Wisconsin seeing the fam. And... Uh, Always nice to. I love. I love Wisconsin in the summer. I wish uh, I'd like to get back there more in the in the summertime. It's a uh, quite delightful thunderstorms, bonfires, a real a real treat. I'm really a true summer, a true summer vibe. True summer vibes. Uh, well, we're gonna keep this intro brief, but a couple things I I want to say. First off, uh. I'm on to speak to my Ask Nick audience. I got to say, you know, obviously, for those of you who have been following this podcast for a while, you've kind of noticed this kind of format we have. Our Monday Ask Nick episodes, when Bachelor's on, we're, you know, our Tuesday kind of Bachelor theme stuff, and then our kind of flagship main show, which is our very interesting, thought-provoking guests from personalities to experts and et cetera, et cetera. But I got to say, when it comes in an Ask Nick episode, it's probably one of my favorite. It's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, I hope that you guys get a, a lot of uh, benefit from it and enjoyment out of it. It's as helpful to me as well. Uh, I look forward to coming in and doing these. I find it therapeutic for myself. So I just want to say thank you for for being a part of our, our Monday shows. Uh, as well as, you know, when uh, we get reviews on the show, like on iTunes, I really appreciate uh, some of the Ask Nick reviews. It, it warms my heart. Uh, so if you guys do have the time, if you're listening to this and, and you feel so inclined to go over to iTunes and and give us a review regarding the Ask Nick episodes, especially if it's five stars. And if it's just brief, it doesn't have to be long. It just could just be something real quick or maybe just give the stars. I, will, I just want to say I would really appreciate that. I hope that's okay to say. And uh, I just want to say thank you for listening. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I really, this, this show means a lot to me. And it really yeah, means a lot when people uh, post it on their social and they share it and they, they write and say they've told their friends. Um, they get really vulnerable with us and share I, some of the most intimate details it, of their lives with us. Yeah, it means a lot. So yeah. I just want to say thanks. And then I do have an announcement to make about an, a project I've been working on personally. I, I floated it out there before. It's now out. It's now available. Um, I decided through the summer and, and quarantine, uh, I was looking, what could I do? What would be fun? People have always asked me, would I ever write a tell-all about my experience on The Bachelor? Uh-huh. And I was like, nah, that's not really for me. It seems it's too one-sided. It's like, it's you know, I don't know. It seems a little... Not your jam. Not my jam. 
And then I thought to myself, well, there's these recap podcasts out there, like The Office Ladies and things like that. And then HBO Max made my season available um, on HBO Max. So if you are out there and you want to watch it. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be fun to maybe recap my season three years later? Having three years gone past, the emotions are a lot less personal. And so I was like, oh, I'll just recap it. I'll, I'll, I'll do this thing. And I didn't want to do it on the vile files because I like the format that we have yep. and I didn't want to insert it that way. And then I had this idea. I'm like, well, what if I ask some of the, the women from my season if they want to be a part of it? Kind of fill in the like gaps. all the women? Like all the women. So I did that. You know, I thought, well, it would be kind of fun to do a tell-all, but I don't want to just tell my version. I would like, yeah. I would like to tell my version, but then have them kind of fill in the gaps of things that I might not even be aware of. So, I asked a bunch of the women from my season if they want to be a part of it. They all said yes. Um, That's amazing. And so, so there's ten episodes. I've already we've, we've finished eight. Did Vanessa say yes? Pardon me? Did Vanessa say yes? Yeah, Vanessa said yes. That's the last one's Vanessa. And I got to say, it's it's good. And it's like the first honest conversation we had and we recorded it. And it was... And you're probably able to separate from from all that. It was, you know, it, we had a conversation. I asked her and then we had a conversation. You know, she's like, she wanted to talk and and it was good. But we've never really had this conversation. It's been three years and we, we have a very... I think productive and nice conversation, yeah. but there's certainly some honest yeah. takeaways. So it's uh, it's going to be available. I'm I'm launching a Patreon. It's or it's launched. I'm recording this beforehand, but it's out now. You can find the link on my Instagram in my bio. I'll be promoting it, and I'm sure some of the women will be sharing it as well. Uh, so the episode one is uh, me and Angela. Ange fun. Angela, I sent home night one, and we have a fun conversation about that. <laughs> you have sent her home, um, and that and that uh, episode two is with uh, the wonderful Alexis. Uh, we kick episode three. I have a very honest conversation with Corinne, the bouncy castle, and all about her experience. That was a lot of fun talking to Corinne. Uh, Raven, um, episode four. Uh, Jasmine, episode no, I'm sorry, Taylor to talk about all things the two-in-one in New Orleans. Yeah. Taylor and the Corinne uh, drama, episode five. Jasmine, episode six. We got, I finally get some answers of why she choked me. That, that actually was a lot of fun talking She's to one, Jasmine. She, Jasmine's the one doing Vanderpump Rules too? Is she? I thought. I don't, I don't know. But anyways, I, had a, I, I was like, who should I ask for this episode? And I was like, no, Jasmine, she yeah. choked me. And, she choked me. <laughs> and I gotta say, I had a ton of fun talking to Jasmine. Um, Danielle Moppy, episode six. Uh, Rachel Lindsay for Hometowns. I haven't recorded the Fantasy Suite episode because I've recorded episodes with those three women involved and I thought it'd be kind of weird. I don't I might just do it on my own. Yeah, I do it on I my own. I just kind of talk about my perspective in that week. And then I end it with Vanessa to, to talk about it. And we, we keep, we kind of, re, it's a combination of recapping the episodes. We kind of go episode by episode, but then we will bounce around from the women's personal experiences and they share stories about the house and, and interactions. And there's a lot of moments of me telling them and uh, about things that were going on that they never knew. And a lot of like, Oh really? And that was like kind of a, I think it was therapeutic for us all and fun. And it's, it was nice because we all did it under a lens of, it's we're three years removed and, and yeah. we all had, we, there are a lot of people personally affected by the experience, but now with it being re removed, it's, it's fun to be able to talk about it in a more honest way. 
Um, so yeah, it's available. And uh, the GOAT episode of my season is being aired on August 31st on ABC, so make sure to check that out. So this will fit in between. So I'm dropping the first... The first four episodes are out now. They are on my Patreon. So uh, Angela. Angela, Alexis, Corinne, and Raven are all available. And you can. there's an audio option and there's an audio and video option. It's it's five bucks a month for the audio and then one more dollar for the, the video. It's If you think of it this way, it's like 10 hours of an audio book of a tell-all format. That's less than what you'd pay for an audio book. It's commercial-free. There's no commercials. So I did it myself. I produced it, did the whole thing on my own. Uh, it was a, a lot of fun and uh, just a fun project. So if you guys want to check it out, it's there. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. It, it was, uh, if you're looking for a, a fun audio book, if you will, it's basically like that. And like in a podcast format, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. If this thing works out, we'll keep, uh, I think, uh, my, my partner, my, my friend Kyle, who's kind of a part of it. He was my roommate at the time and he has some stories as well. So I may just end up starting recapping other things on like Netflix, things that are trending, just like my random thoughts on TV. If, if uh, the people who are subscribing enjoy it and we'll just see where this project goes. But uh, the first four episodes now, I'll be dropping uh, episode uh, five, Taylor's episode in the middle of the month, uh, this month. So like in two weeks. And then the other five episodes will be uh, dropped on September 1st. Uh, right after the episode of the uh, on, uh, on ABC airs, um, so that will be Jasmine, Danielle, uh, Rachel, um, Fantasy Suite, and then the the big one with Vanessa. Which I don't have time for all this it's, and skating. It's good and seeing your family. Um, I guy. It, it, we recorded them all in one week. So it was like back to, and I did like, it was, it was, uh, it was a fun week. It was, we just, I recorded them all from my house and, and Kyle and I did it. And then obviously I had to package them and edit it together. And, uh, but be, uh, you know, so it's the audio is really, in, you know, uh, a fun listen to, but you know, there's a elements in the video that, you know, we kind of point things out or I, you know, this thing that Corinne gave me, I still had, and we talk about that and. Uh, Vanessa asked me some questions about wonder if things I still have that we, you know, bought together and it was kind of interesting. And, and um, so check it out uh, again, it's available. You can find the link on my uh, Instagram. Um, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. If you're, if you run out of things to watch or listen to um, <laughs> it is, it is there and uh, I'll uh, keep bringing out more content on my Patreon going forward. So I thought this would be a good thing to People kick off. need the content. It's getting, content's getting low out there. Yeah. So it's good that you're making new stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Maybe, maybe no one will listen to it. I don't know, but I think you'll want to. I do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with that being said, um, I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Um, some really vulnerable callers. Yeah. I really appreciate. And uh, I guess without further ado, we should just get right to it. And as always, once again, thank you guys so much for taking the time on your Mondays or, or, or listening to our Ask Nick episodes and and um, promoting us. Um, I see it. I appreciate it. And I uh, just want to say thank you. Do you like cooking? I love cooking. <laughs> oh my God, that was but you know what I hate doing? <laughs> I hate going to the grocery store. Especially now. I do. I do. I don't like, I got to have to have my my lines and then I have to, my hand sanitizer, my mask. And then 
I just don't like doing it. I like I like just, just having it there. Sanitize everything when you get home. Well, I'll tell you what. How low for rash is making that worry go away? Just because they deliver delicious meals right to my door that are very easy to make in just thirty minutes, um, or even sometimes twenty minutes with delicious, quick recipes that are healthy, uh, delicious. And very easy to make. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips. Don't I know it? So you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just, like I said, 30 minutes. You can save up to 28% by using HelloFresh versus your grocery store shopping tips. Honestly, I didn't even realize that I was saving that much because I'm bad with my finances. But that makes (laughs) a lot of sense now that I'm thinking about it. I just loved it so much for the convenience. Now that I realize I'm saving money too, my mind is blown just as i'm reading this out loud uh they're also committed to making fresh delicious food available now more than ever and taking an extra step to keep its employees safe well that's nice to know HelloFresh donated over 2.5 million meals to charity in 2019 and this year is stepping up their food donations amid the covid virus crisis so you also are supporting a company that's supporting everybody else out there HelloFresh's pre-portioned ingredients mean there's less prep for you and less food for waste you say it so seductively, Chrissy. I mean, it's food. Food is kind of seductive. Mm, isn't it? I think it is. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Clearly, you guys need this. If you haven't tried it at HelloFresh, you're, it's a big miss on your part. So here's how you solve that problem. Go to HelloFresh.com slash V-I-A-L-L files 80. That's HelloFresh.com slash V-I-A-L-L-F-I-L-E-S 80. And use code VILEFILES80 to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. One more time, that's HelloFresh.com slash V-I-A-L-L Files 80 and use promo code Files 80 to get $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Hey, just because we're stuck at home and trying to be safe doesn't mean we need to be less productive. And we just need the tools to help us do the things that we want to keep doing. And ShipStation is certainly helping me and, and Natural Habits stay productive, meet our customers' needs. You love them. Love them. Not only do I love them, I need them in my life. Yeah. Uh, if you are running any type of small business, uh, whether it's just really out of your home or a uh, slightly larger scale like nat- Natural Habits, uh, whether you need to ship on Amazon, Etsy, uh, whether it's from your own website, uh, USPS, ShipStation makes it so much easier. You save on shipping. Uh, you get so, so many uh, helpful reports. Uh, it makes it great for customer service. You can track your ship- shipment from the time you put in the box to the time you get to your customer's uh, door. Uh, it's just so much more efficient. Now, any business can access the same postage discounts. They are usually re- reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deals possible. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice for online sellers. It's certainly mine. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, Vilefile listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code VIALL. Make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of every delivery culture. Get started at ShipStation dot com today click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in v-i-a-l-l that's shipstation.com then enter offer code v-i-a-l-l shipstation.com make ship happen make ship happen what's your time with me let's ask nick your sexy questions how's it going Hey, going good. Thanks for having me. I'm Tori and I'm 26. Hi, Tori, 26. How can I help? 
Okay, so my question really has to do with dating confidence. Um, I'll try to provide a little bit of context so that my question makes sense. Um, so since my last relationship ended, I've been dating super casually, not really looking for anything that serious. Um, kind of just wanted to have some fun, and I definitely have been. Um, I'm one of those people that actually really enjoys dating. Um, but I've kind of realized that the way that I've been dating has just kind of been a way to serve my ego. And I certainly love a good defense mechanism, but I'm kind of over it at this point. And recently, um, this really attractive guy that I've gone out with just a few times now kind of made me realize that I'm super intimidated by good looking men to the point where I feel less confident and less secure with him than I do with the type of guys that I normally go out with. Um, and I mean, they haven't been losers by any means, but I wouldn't like see them in a crowd and pick them out and be like, oh my God, you're so hot. Um, so anyways, I'm usually like so confident in my dating life, but honestly, I feel like these insecurities that I'm having about dating really attractive men because it's not how I normally operate. Um, it feels kind of like my dirty little secret that I have in like an area of myself that I don't really like to look into because I don't really like feeling vulnerable, um, even in my own head. So kind of throw me for a loop. Um, I mean, like I know that I'm more than just what I look like and I know I have so much more to offer than just that. Uh, so I'm really just like not sure why I'm caught up in this all of a sudden. I guess I just feel like I'm being evaluated more harshly based on how I look. Um, and I would even say that like how a guy looks has never been a huge priority for me, but after being with this guy, that's like super attractive to me and I'm kind of obsessed with physically, I am realizing that maybe physical attraction is more important to me than I thought that it was. And with that, maybe I'm not as confident as I thought I was. Um, and I guess like I should be investing in relationships and sex with people that I'm genuinely attracted to. So I just feel like this is kind of a confidence issue that I need to get past so I can like get what I really want. So my question really is like, how can I be so confident with what I have to offer men um, emotionally and mentally, especially when I don't feel challenged by them? But the second that I perceive them as being too attractive or too good for me, like, why do I shut down and start to feel so insecure? Um. Yeah, uh, great question. Um, I have all the answers for you. Uh, I'm just curious. Um, when was your last relationship? Then when did it end? Yeah, so it was about a year and a half ago, and it was a four-year relationship that I ended up leaving. Okay. Um, we were just kind of going through the motions, talking about engagement, but I realized that we were just taking next steps because they were next steps, not because it's what I really wanted. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah, what you are doing is is can be pretty typical. Um, I've dated a lot of uh, women like you. Hi, hi. Uh, what I mean by that is, um, how do I say this? L listen, yes, what you've gotten yourself into a bad pattern, right? Mm -hmm. And this pattern is like it's good that you enjoy dating because dating can be a struggle. But what you don't enjoy dating, what you have been enjoying is kind of collecting notches on your belt, so to speak. You are you are someone who, you know, just to oversimplify and play the number game, you think of yourself as a nine who's used to dating sixes and sevens who make you feel very beautiful and very desired and chase you and you constantly feel you're in total control. Like you honestly don't even 
probably even like any of these guys all that much. You're what you like is how they make you feel about yourself because they're constantly pining for your attention and affection, and they literally, quite literally, and or figuratively, uh, praise the like the ground that you walk on, so to speak. And yeah, I, that, like you said, yeah, that has sure. filled your ego with a lot of confidence, but it's a false sense of confidence in, in terms of, and so then you meet this guy who you're physically attracted to. And quite frankly, he's probably not all that special. What he is, is he makes you, he pr- like, when I say I've dated a lot of women like you is that like, I've dated a handful of women that are quite beautiful, I think are great and they're wonderful. And then they meet me who I don't, I don't think I'm all special or anything. What I am is I'm not like a lot of guys they've dated before because they've expressed this to me is I'm not worshiping them off the bat. I'm figuring out whether I like them or not. I'm trying to get to know them. Uh, I don't, I don't act all in immediately. Like a lot of the other people they've like, they'll go on, they're used to going on dates and I'm sure you are as well after the first date and every first date with these guys that you're used to going on date are, they're like, oh, I have such a great time. When can I see you again? You're amazing. And you're, you're just, you've come to expect this, right? But you're, you've been going out with a certain type of guy just to fill that ego. Like that's been your baseline. And then you run into this guy who's, you know, probably your equal, right? But you haven't seen it that way. And all you're feeling is vulnerability, right? You're feeling the vulnerability of, this could not work out. And you know what? It might not work out. And what you have to do and how to get over this is you have to accept vulnerability. You have to change the way you go about dating. And the reason, like you almost, in a weird way, you need to hate dating a little bit more than you do because dating should be hard. Dating is about trial and error. It's about swinging and missing. It's about, you know, going out and be frustrated because you don't like someone and then going out and be frustrated because you like someone and you and they don't necessarily like you. This is dating and and dating in that way is going to allow you to actually meet someone that you're like mutually interested in each other. And there's a mutual level of respect and there's a mutual level of compatibility. And one person doesn't feel like they have an overwhelming amount of power and influence over the other. Right. Yeah. I think that's definitely the problem. Like it's a consistent pattern where it'll be like second date and the guy will be like, Oh, like, where do you see this going? Like, what do you like, what are we? And I'm like, I haven't even saved your number in my phone. Like, what are you talking about? Like, well, you're you. And it's definitely a sense of power thing. And I love that. I like, just don't know how to break away from that. Why are you, what makes you say yes to a date? Um, because I try not to rule people out just because I usually like date online. Sure. Um, it's fun. Like I really like to go meet new people. Um, the shallow part, I like to talk about myself and get some drinks. Like it's fun. I really enjoy it. I feel like I'm going to be bamboozled one day when I actually meet somebody. Well, you, yes, you are. You're, you're setting yourself up to be really crushed by a guy. You probably don't even like that much, Yeah, but all he really is, is someone who you're, you're going to end up chasing this guy and get up like this one guy you're talking about. I don't even know. Like, what you know you like about him is that you're physically attracted to him and that he's not obsessed with you. That's all you really probably know about him. And quite honestly, that's not also not a reason to like fall for someone. I mean, it's good that you reckon like you're fine. You're physically attracted to him. Right. But like you have caught your, you got yourself caught up in a situation where um, he, you know, he, he makes you self-conscious only because you're so used to being in control. Right. Right. Um, so you need to reevaluate how you go about 
going on dates. Maybe like you've had your fun. That's good. Right. But like you need to, you're, you seem self-aware. That's good. Right. But now you need to maybe, um, pre-select dates that you go on. Be like, do I, what do I like about this guy? What do I really like? Can I see myself going out with this guy, you know, and, and stop you, you're, you've become addicted to this kind of attention that these guys are giving you. Uh, yeah, I knew you were going to give me some harsh feedback, but you're not wrong. Um, yeah, and you're again. You really are setting your like. That's that's not the confidence. You know, it's kind of sometimes when I tell my peers on social media, like sometimes the positive comments are just as harmful to your mental health as the negative ones because the positive comments give you a false sense of confidence, and then all of a sudden, someone comments you're a shitty loser. And it will destroy the person who's just used to positive reinforcement. But that's false positive reinforcement. And that's the same way. You've kind of set yourself up for getting this very, you, you feel confidence, but it's all, it's all kind of fake. You know, it's based off of people filling your, filling your ego and guys praising you. And then you don't even appreciate it. You've gotten used to it, something you've come to expect. Um, and you need to kind of check yourself. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's like a reason that I called in because you always give um, the tough love. I'm a recent, recently new listener. Um, but like the people in my life are always being like, oh, you're so confident. I wish I could be more like you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but I'm not always, but I'm almost branded as this person who just like has it all figured out. And I'm like, I really don't. You probably, yeah, you probably are confident in a lot of ways, but there's definitely, listen, we all have our insecurities, every single person. And the people who truly are confident are people who can recognize that and put it out there. Um, so it's a good that you, you recognize that you're, you're feeling this way, but uh, you are setting yourself up for some major disappointment and you are setting yourself up for chasing someone that makes you feel insecure because you're trying to validate your ego, not necessarily your heart, because all you know is that they make you feel you know, confused and worried and you're not used to that. And why don't you like me? You know, I've, yeah, I've definitely dated girls like you and it's, <laughs> and, I, and it's, you know, and they'll tell me like, Oh, I'm just used to these guys doing this and this. And I'm like, I listen, I like you. You're great. I see you as my equal, but like, I don't know yet. We'll see. I'm trying to get to know you. You know, I don't worship you. I think you're beautiful and, and funny and, and smart, but like, I don't know if we're compatible yet. Let's keep hanging out. And it has affected some of my relationships with these girls where I just like, I, that, that's been the turnoff for me where it says I can, I can tell they're expecting some level of praise. And, and I'm like, I'm, I want, I'm, I'm looking for someone who wants to be my equal. I'm not looking to, you know, um, constantly fill this like constant need for praise and validation. Like I'm all for like, you know, fulfilling your love language that might be like words of affirmation, but like, sometimes it feels almost a little unhealthy and a little too much. And I'm just, and it seems like you're expecting me to like do what some of these other guys uh, made you feel guys that you didn't want to date guys that you left, you know, I've had this happen before. So um, you need to really be aware of that. And it's good that you are, but you need to stop. You need to reevaluate what, you, how you're going, what you're saying yes to in these dates. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like I totally agree. Um, it's been fun, but like, I'm just, I know like eventually I've got to start taking like who I date seriously because I do want equal. Like I want somebody that challenges me and like my biggest turnoff is being able to walk all over people, but it's also like what I'm initially like go after because I yeah. do like that control and that power. 
Yeah, it's like it's it's like being addicted to sugar and knowing you're going to feel shitty, but you just still eat it because it, it gives you some sort of instant gratification. And so you need to stay away from that. Uh, you need when you go out with dates, you should wonder, am I nervous about this person not liking me? For you, that should be a good baseline for saying yes to a date. Like, who knows? Like, you may end up meeting them and, like, hate them and find them obnoxious, and maybe they... But you should have a sense of nervousness about them liking you. You're literally kind of the opposite from a lot of the people we who call in, who I, I say, st- like, you, you need to expect more than just having a guy like you, but... You're kind of the opposite. You're the exception in this situation. But there are yeah. there are people like that. I think like I'm the fuck boy. Pardon me? So I think I'm the fuck boy in most of my dating well, situations. Yeah, I mean again, what you've you've been you've gotten obsessed with this your ego has really kind of taken over. You've become obsessed with this yeah, you're yeah. collecting notches on a belt like a fuckboy would, for sure. What you're doing now is definitely a path to nowhere. Yeah, it's not serving me. It's really just like serving my ego. So I'm yeah. like really aware of that, but I like just don't know where to, like I don't know how to shut that part of me off. Well, being aware of it's a good start, but you just have to, again, with this guy, just try to get to know him. You know, stop try stop trying to evaluate why you like him and just get to know him. See where it goes, you know? I can promise you that if you start uh, making him feel like he is doing something wrong by taking things slow because he's not moving at the pace some of these other guys have moved at, you will push him away. Okay. I actually wrote into your um, Instagram, asked Nick, like two weeks ago and asked about the same question. You responded um, and you said, like, if you keep acting like, you're not good enough for them. Eventually they're going to believe that. And that I was is like, true. Okay. Yeah. He's right. So I asked him out on a second date and we ended up like having a great time. Great, yeah. But it's yeah. like, I have these like momentary moments of like, you know what? Like I can do this. Why am, why do I feel like I'm not good enough for these people? But then like, I guess my inner like shell will come out and like my inner insecurities. I'm like, damn, like that's true. And there's true. A balance. <laughs> you want to be vulnerable with the people you date, but maybe not in that way in the first couple of days. You constantly don't want to be like, I don't know. You're too hot for me. You know, like, what is that? Like beauty is in the eye of a beholder, you know, like for all, you know, like you're his like physical sexual napalm. You don't know. Like, um, you're a pretty girl and to some guys you are probably the perfect girl and the other guys are like, yeah, she's pretty, but she doesn't do it for me. You know, that's, that's everyone. So, uh, you got to stop being so obsessed with your own physical appearance. And then, you know, if a guy says he finds you attractive, just believe him. Okay. You know, easy enough. <laughs> All right. I think you're. I think you're gonna be okay. But yeah, you'd. Uh, it's a good thing you've addressed it. But you definitely need to. You need to please yourself. Okay, I will work uh, on it. You gotta be okay with being hurt. Yeah. Well. Well, I'll. I'll get started. All I'll right. try my best. All right. Best of luck. <laughs> I really appreciate your time. Uh, my pleasure. Okay. Right. Bye bye. Bye. How's it going? Uh, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Good. What's your name? Uh, my name is Heather, and I am 34. Hi, Heather. How can I help? Well, uh, my main question is, should I have some casual sex to figure out if I'm asexual? So let me tell you my tale. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I grew up in an extremely religious household. Um, I was Mormon. Okay. Um, where, obviously, sex before marriage wasn't even an option. Um, I left the religion about four years ago, Okay, but I still feel like it like 
messes with my brain, obviously, is still is like in a lot of ways. Sure. Um, especially regarding sex. Um, I think uh I think after so long repressing my sex drive, perhaps I'm still repressed. Um so I've never I've also never had sex really or a relationship. Um I'm 34 and last year um for the first time ever I fooled around with a guy about three different times, but we never had intercourse. Okay. So that's my only sexual experience. Um none of those times was really great for me, but uh we didn't spend a lot of time with foreplay and he seemed to mostly focus on his pleasure just well, so unfortunately yeah. that's that's the way not it goes terribly right? uncommon <laughs> in the uh, yeah uh, in the world but uh yeah what when you say what do you mean by asexual like i mean that's regardless of uh of your religious upbringing sure. and your lack of sexual experience you seem to have this very specific question about yourself and that is wondering if you um, don't care about sex yeah that's kind of that's kind of it i don't feel like really attracted to a lot of people um like uh mm-hmm. it takes a it takes a long time for me to become attracted to like people um and so i'm kind of, but i'm also just kind of wondering should i like jump start uh would would having like casual sex like just with somebody that I did consider like super attractive, maybe that would like jumpstart something in me and I would. Well, let's take a step back from yeah. like your actual dating life. Sure. When you're watching TV or movies or, or walking around in the world, <laughs> who are you attracted to? Like, I mean, are you, are you certain you're attracted to men? Could you be attracted to women? Uh, I have thought about that, but I, I don't, I've never been attracted to a woman that I am aware of. Uh, what do you mean you thought about that, but you'd never been attracted to a woman that you're aware of? Because clearly, I'm assuming uh, your religion had very strong opinions about sure. um, homosexuality. Oh, absolutely. Uh, no, I've just, I've never, like, so I've, I've been attracted to men before. Like, I, uh, like I, when, I, when I am considering, like, oh, I should have sex with people. <laughs> like, men, men seem to be, like, Pop. what? Okay. I, what I'm drawn to, but like, like, yeah, um, probably not women. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think you need to go have a bunch of sex to figure out if you're asexual or not. I mean, you can probably watch porn and figure it out just as easily. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you can just try to sure. consume, like evaluate your sexuality and what turns you on. Um, mm-hmm. I mean TMI, but do you masturbate? Uh, I do. Um, uh, I well, so that's a that's another thing. Like I, so when I masturbate, like I don't, um, I don't uh, usually get off just with myself. Like I have to use a vibrator. Okay, that's um, not that that's not uncommon. That certainly doesn't make you asexual. Um, yeah. What do you think of my question is, is what are you what are you thinking about when you're doing that? Uh not not too much. Uh <laughs> uh I'm, I, think, I don't have a fantasy, I guess. I think you're thinking you're thinking about something you're not you know, it's a weird and it's a weird conversation to bring my mom into sure. it, but my mom used to always <laughs> say <laughs> well, well, here we go. There's a segue. Uh, <laughs> I'll, 
my mom would always say growing up, because she'd always ask me, what are you thinking about? And I'd be like, nothing. And she's like, you can't think about nothing, and which is true. And so regardless of, you know, so when you're masturbating, you are definitely thinking about something. So next time you do that, think about what you're thinking about. Think about what turns you on. The fact that you are masturbating by yourself would lead me to believe, without being any sort of sexual expert whatsoever, that you're not asexual. The fact that it might take you longer to want to be physical or intimate with anyone does not make you asexual. You work at a slower pace, and there's nothing wrong with that. You're a sexual free agent. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) you're 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 really... your world is your oyster in terms of what you can be and what you are, might be and what you are attracted to. And there's no right or wrong answers. And so think of it that way of kind of like this sexual free agent of like, I really, I have all the choices in the world and I'm excited about the journey to figure it out. And mm. just try to be present with your thoughts, whatever they are, um, when you're watching TV or watching movies or reading a magazine or watching porn, what is it that attracts, what you find attractive? Mm -hmm. And then whatever that is, go down that path and explore it more and see if that's what you really are turned on by, or maybe it's just like a weird kink. I don't know. When you masturbate, think about what you're thinking about when you masturbate. You definitely don't need to go fuck a bunch of guys or women, (laughs) whatever you're attracted to, to figure out whether you're, um, not like whether your sex drive um, is is there or not, if that makes sense. I think there's I other see. things you can do prior to that to figure out what you are uh, open to. If you want to experiment, by all means, go for it. But I don't think you need to force the issue in that department before you're ready. I see. Okay. Um, so I guess your your um, advice is uh, just uh, so. So yeah, think about what I'm thinking about when I'm masturbating and then watch a lot of porn. <laughs> well, if you wanted to oversimplify it, sure. But my, my general advice is be present with your thoughts, especially when you are thinking about what you're attracted to. When you're having uh-huh. these thoughts and you're wondering about whether you're asexual, just think about what you're thinking about. Uh-huh. You know, you are thinking about something. Maybe when you're masturbating, you are thinking about like what you want for dinner. I don't know, but you are thinking about <laughs> something. You know what I'm saying? Like, so next time, if someone were to ask this converse, ask this question a week, you would have an answer for them. Well, when you're like, well, I don't really think about anything. That's not true. Your mind is not going blank when you're masturbating. I'm certain of that. Mm. Uh, there's a reason why you're masturbating, right? Or are you really just doing it because you think you're supposed to? Well, um, so I started uh, after leaving the church. Um, so... Uh, for a long time, I didn't. Um, and uh, uh, I, I started doing it because I like I, I felt like I should like not, not, not that I not that I should, but like that I wanted to explore this area yeah. of myself. Um, so that's kind of what that's kind of why I started was to to just explore my options and see what was going well, that on. That is, I, I think you should keep doing that, right? I mean, generally, that's my advice to you is to exp- like. Then when I say you're a sexual free agent, you really are. You're you're. It sounds like so much of your life was tied up into the church that you were a part of. You've now left, and you're really getting to know yourself all over again, especially your sexuality. Just keep an open mind to all the possibilities. But my gut tells me 
you're not asexual. You're just <laughs> trying to figure out what it is you have an appetite for. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks. All right. Best of luck. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. How's it going? Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm 40 years old. Hi, Sarah. How can I help? Well, my husband had an affair. I'm sorry. I, I just found out about a month ago. Um, we were having issues before, which down to the affair. I didn't. Um, I didn't realize it was because of an affair, but... It, Basically, he was being really distant since for months and months. And I called him out on it in January. And he kind of said that he thought maybe he wanted to separate. He wanted a divorce. But then he was really up and down for months. I eventually told him that I couldn't take the up and down anymore. And he had to get an apartment before April 1st. So he got an apartment. March 15th, March 16th, COVID lockdown happened. So he never moved in and was home. Um, we have two kids as well. Okay. So um, he was home that whole time. Uh, most of that time, he kept saying he wanted to work on things and he knows he's all in, all of that. And then the end of May, beginning of June, when stuff started opening back up again, he was up and down a lot again. And then Basically, I said at that point, no, you're going to have to go because I can't take the up and down anymore while you figure this out. And then he apparently tried to break it off with the mistress, which I didn't, I didn't know about her at the time. And she got mad and she sent me a message and told me all about it. So... He was gone immediately. So you got her. And, but, you, you got her point of view. Yeah, I knew her actually, though. I knew her. I've been to her house. I've had drinks with her. Before you got her message, did you you didn't know who she was though? You just knew. No, I knew her. I okay. knew her. Like I've talked to her. Like she was a coworker of his. So when you found out about the affair, you knew who it was. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. She, well, we were Facebook friends. She messaged me on Facebook. That's how she told me. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> So I knew her, like we weren't best friends or anything, but, uh, but I definitely had met her many, okay. many times. And so like, what did she say? She said that they were having an affair since October and that they were in love and he was going to leave me for her. Cause I think she was mad that he had broken and she sent me a bunch of messages between them and all of this and that. Um, I do believe him that he tried to break up with her and everything based on. I mean, I believe like, that based on the fact that now she's mad and she wants revenge. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was now he's, he like immediately when I called him out on it, burst into tears, started saying, he's so sorry. He wants to make it work with me. He knew it already. That's why he broke off, broke it off with her. And basically I just don't, like, I don't know how you ever get over something like, like it was eight months of lies and like, yeah. he actually was ready to leave the marriage. But now he's like bending over backwards, trying to make everything right with me, like down to like, I wanted him to have a vasectomy and he's, he's gonna, he called to get a referral for that. And like, 
bending over backwards, doing a ton of stuff, buying me gifts and like doing stuff for the kids, doing stuff for me. Like it's anyway. So what is your, I guess, what's your question? I guess I have a few, like, do you think it's black and white? I guess. First off. Do I think what's black and white? Is this a deal that, that this is a deal breaker? That's entirely, there's no right or wrong. You know, there's no, there's no, um, absolute fact. It's, it's whatever. It's all about what you want. Right. Uh, which I know is sometimes hard to figure out. My guess is you're, it's like, yeah, you wish you could make it work. You got your family, you have your kids, but you don't know yeah. if you can ever really trust them again. And well, exactly. Is it better like, to just his... cut your losses now than try to fix something that's broken and yeah. can't be mended? Yeah. And the problem is like, look, I thought that if this ever happened to me, I would go Tiger Woods wife crazy with the golf club yeah. and go nuts. But I was surprised at how sad I was sure. instead of just angry. And, and obviously I still love him. We so don't really do know I, how we're going to handle situations. We can, no. we can guess about crazy, how we'll handle crazy and hard situations, yeah. but we don't really know how we will until we experience I know. It. But then is it true? Like the once a cheater, always a cheater. Cause he took it to the extreme and was okay with it. I mean, yes and no. I mean, I think it's when, when people talk about, once a cheater, always a cheater. I feel like they're they're more talking about in kind of early twenties kind of dating situations, yeah. not married. That being said, like clearly he is capable of lying in mm-hmm. a in a very advanced level. Um yeah. once a cheater always it's one of the like I think right now. I don't have an answer and neither do you. And that's what you're really struggling with is you have really no idea um, his sincerity. The truth is he has no idea about his sincerity right now. It sounds like he's operating at a very selfish level and very kind of immature level. Um, He's only really been thinking about himself the past several months, not his kids, not his wife and not probably even his mistress. Like, he is probably going through something where he feels unsatisfied about his life. And this is how he's chosen to go about seeking to fill that void of whatever he, it is feeling. So everything he's doing right now is all reactionary and you could yeah. probably make a bunch of demands. And right now he will say yes to all of them because he is operating out of fear and he is operating off of uh, feeling like he needs to fix something But to your end, and it sounds like he's already demonstrated, once he gets what he wants in that moment, he might relapse, so to speak, right? This whole idea, like during COVID, then he kind of got wishy-washy again. This is not the first time he's been willing to like do whatever, only for him Mm -hmm. to get wishy-washy again. So uh, I don't think this can be, have, have you guys talked about counseling? We started counseling. We've been twice now okay. with that. So, I mean, the first time is just telling your story, really. And then, yeah, and that may be a yeah. process. You're going to have to decide yeah. whether you're willing to put the time and work in to make this work, knowing that mm. he was the one to fuck this all up. 
And I don't have an answer for you in terms of whether you guys can get through this. But my guess is it's probably going to be a process. You're going to have to decide, do I want to invest a year, year and a half of us getting through this and working on it only to find out I, I don't love him anymore or this isn't going to work out? Because that's yeah. a possibility. I think it while is. you're going through this therapy and while you're going through this kind of reconciliation process, there's no guarantee uh, that like just because you decide you want to try to make it work doesn't mean it's going to make it work. Yeah. And, and now, oh, sorry, go on. No, I mean, that's, that's, you're in a pickle there, right? Um, I would ask yourself questions. Do you want to make, why are you trying to make this work? Just because, are you afraid to start over at 40? Or is it, you just never imagined that you would be dating at this age with two kids? Um, mm -hmm. Are you making a lot of decisions out of fear rather than um, what's best for yourself going forward in, in, in your kids too. Yeah. So I think those are important questions to ask yourself because mm -hmm. it does yeah. seem scary. And while you might not have ever imagined dating again, it's definitely kind of like being cheated on. It's never usually as scary as, as, as it seems there's mm -hmm. exciting things about it too. Uh, I can promise you that if you get divorced after the hurt and after the sadness and out of the, 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 the mm -hmm. guilt or whatever, you know, whatever the feelings that you're feeling, you're going to experience some excitement. You're going to meet someone that makes you excited. You know, there are people, yeah. uh, there are other people out there. And so there's def whatever you decide, there's definitely a light at the end of the rainbow. So I think yeah. when you decide you're at this point right now, you're in a decision Right now, the decision you have to make is, am I willing to work on this? And why am I willing to work on this? You know, am I doing this out of fear? Or should I just cut my losses now? There is no right or wrong answer there. But I think you just need to be honest with yourself about your intentions. Yeah, I think another part, too, is like part of me wants to throw in the trap, like for my pride and everything, right? I wouldn't like make your decisions of based off of pride either. You know, but I don't, it's pride, hard. pride's not going to get you anywhere. I know. Um, I know, but yeah, it's hard, right? Because then you yeah. don't want to be a pushover or make it okay that it happened. True. You definitely don't want to do that. And that's what the therapy and going through that process is all going to yeah. be about, uh, working through that. And you might, again, f six months from now, eight months from now, 16 months from now, come to a conclusion that you can't trust him, that he is not the person you first married, that you don't love him anymore, uh, that maybe you don't respect him for what he did to you and your family. You might come to all those conclusions, but you're going to make that determination, de determination based off the facts that you figure out as you go through this process. There's definitely power in recognizing I can be cheated on. That's a kind of an empowering feeling to know that it's possible because then we can acknowledge the possibility and be more in tune with the signs that it's going on. And then we can trust our, ourselves to acknowledge things that are going on that sometimes we like to pretend are not happening. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely not black and white to answer your question if you haven't figured it out. There's <laughs> yeah. a, a lot of nuances and I think any decision's right, but... Um, just don't make your decisions based off of fear or pride, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. take some time. Uh, if you decide to move on, I promise you, you will, you will find happiness at some point. Another thing is like how, 
how would you ever have sex again without thinking of her and that? Yeah, again, that's kind of, like, kind of goes back to trust. And <laughs> I mean, you could harness it. I don't know if you're into some kinky shit, but um, you have to. It's, I think you just have to get. It's that's that's down the road. You know, you have to yeah. figure out how, if you can trust this guy again. My guess is, you if you can trust him, then you will get over that. But she's just someone, and quite honestly. Yeah. Make sure you cut her out because she sucks. I mean, it's not, again, I've said that it wasn't her fight. It wasn't her uh, yeah. responsibility to protect your relationship, your marriage. That was his. But she knew you the whole time. And then she, she selfishly decided to Facebook message you to try to fuck his world up. She sucks. Yeah. Like she knew you were in this the whole time. Yeah. She had no problem doing what she was doing. And so, Cut oh yeah, out. I ran into her part like partway through this. I didn't know they were having an affair. He was with her the night before, and she came up and hugged me and like. She's a shitty human being who only cares about her own well being. Yeah, so, like uh, just cut Thank her out. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She is a disgrace. Um, yes. And she gives she gets no points for reaching out to you and telling you the truth. She wasn't mm -hmm. looking for the truth. She was looking for revenge. She yeah. sucks. Yeah. Um, do whatever you can to void her out of your life. And uh, your husband should be on a very tight leash when it comes to trust and yeah. and honesty. And, and um, I would have very little expectations of him right now. Don't set yourself yeah. up for a disappointment. He set the bar very low. So that's convenient for you. You can just be like, I honestly, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't think it's going to work. And quite frankly, if it doesn't work, I'm going to be fine. So like, We'll, uh, right now, I'm 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 kind of open. I have the door slightly cracked open, but that might change at any moment. But just don't expect a lot from him, and that I think you'll feel empowered that way by like just you know don't mm -hmm. don't fall for like these grand gestures that he might be willing to do. It's all waste. All that it's all wasted energy in the short run. It's it's all fluff. Mm -hmm. Like this this will only be salvaged by slow, sustainable communication and trust and it's gonna that's gonna take time and you just have to decide whether you're willing to invest that time make make healthy decisions and have your motives be healthy and not and not vengeful and and try to have them be productive and and um mm -hmm. don't make decisions based off of fear or pride okay <laughs> all right yep so Let us know good. what happens. It's going to be okay. I promise. Okay. I promise. I think you're, you know, it's a good start. You just be in the right headspace. And when you have your bad days, just try to get through it. But um, as long as you're not afraid to change things up, I think that's going to put yourself in the best possible case to make the right decision. Because whatever that decision is. I'm a little is, afraid, but that's okay. I'll get there. It's okay to say that, but like, just don't make decisions based off of fear. Okay. It's normal to be afraid, but. Yeah. Ask yourself when you want to make a decision: Am I is is this the easiest way? Am I saying this because I'm just afraid of of taking a risk? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you deserve to be yeah. with someone who you trust and didn't hurt you, or doesn't hurt yes. you. So he had a shot, he fucked it up, and it's in, you have all the power right now to decide what's best for your happiness going forward. And you don't owe him owe him any of that right now. So, yes. All right. Thank you. All Thank right. you. Yeah. I'm excited for you. All right. Best of luck.
Okay, thank you. All right, take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. How's it going? Good. I'm McKenna. I'm 23. And I'm Jackson, and I'm 25. All right. My first couple, I'm uh, excited for you guys to uh, come on and, and tell me what's going on, and we'll, we'll see if this is I'm excited. Uh, many more couples to come. But uh, how can I help, guys? So we've been together for over six years. All right. And we recently moved to a new town in Missouri together. I'm originally from Iowa. He's originally from Missouri. Uh, but we moved here for him to go to medical school. So he just kind of started that. And I actually got a job here as well, working for the medical school that he's going to. Uh, but I've been completely working from home and pretty much all of his classes other than labs are online. So when we planned to move here, we just got a little one bedroom apartment thinking that we really wouldn't even be here much at all. Sure. And now we're here 24 seven. And so one, it's been a struggle just to meet people. Um, you've met a few of your classmates and I've met very little people. I've only even met only one of my coworkers. So been a little hard to make friends. And especially when he's busy studying all the time, it leaves me with like not a lot to do other than binge more Netflix. Um, so my first question is kind of how to make friends in a city that you've never been before, before you moved here, when you know, basically no one. Sure. And then also with us being stuck here all the time, but kind of doing our own thing, him being in class or studying all the time. We're together all the time, but not very much of it is quality time. So how to make quality time more meaningful. Okay. Yeah. Any thoughts from, from you, Jackson? Or like any f- frustrations or? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still c- trying to adapt. I'm only in like my third week of medical school at the moment. So I'm just trying to you know, like get my feet under me for the most part. I haven't even had my first test or anything. So. Gotcha. Yeah. So Mike, Mike pretty much hit the nail on the head. Yeah. My guess is it sounds like kind of to your point, like you guys moved there obviously for, for Jackson going to medical school, which congratulations, right. by the way, that's pretty exciting that you're, you're doing that. Um, and my guess is McKenna, uh, like you said, you probably had this all planned out in your head. Okay, we'll move here and I'll do get a job and I'll slowly make some friends. And then, like you said, COVID hit and it's been, uh, have you panicked a little bit in terms of like, oh shit, this is not what I expected? <laughs> um, kind of um, yeah, I'd say a little bit, especially because I had never been here at all before we moved. The day we moved in was the first time I even visited the town, and it is very rural, and it's the largest town within a 90-mile radius. And I'm used to, like, we both grew up in really small towns, but we were only, like, an hour, hour and a half drive to bigger cities, and obviously I had all my friends and everything like that, so it was easier to do things. And here, especially with COVID, options are really limited, and with him being in medical school, we're supposed to be extra careful with yeah. going out and doing things. So, yeah, it's very different than what I thought it was going to be when we moved here, especially not even like being able to go into the office and meet my coworkers and like get a drink after work with them or anything like that. So, I mean, really, I think you guys just have to be patient as, as much as I probably maybe not the answer you want. But like Jackson said, it's been three weeks and... I can only assume he has a lot on his mind, a lot of stress, probably nervous, wants to do well, wants to fit in, all these things. And he's probably got a lot more distractions than you have, McKenna, just because, you know, he's meeting his new classmates and there's this, you know. And so um, the tough part is what you want don't want to do is stress out 
Jackson so much because he's probably, you know, worried. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jackson, but like you probably care about her. You know, she made this move for you. So there's a stress level of like, hey, you happy? Are you okay? Because like you want this to work. You guys have been together for so long and you're following your dreams and you're appreciative of her, you know, helping you follow yours. And so I would, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't try not to stress each other out. Right. Like, you know, uh, and that's just going to, you're it, it, as a result, you're going to have to just try to be patient. There's going to be a period that's just going to be tough. Like there's nothing I can say to be like, we'll do X, Y, and Z. And this, this will make you happy. It is like, we're dealing with a pandemic. So like this idea, what I would normally say is like, join some curricular extracurricular activities. Are there recreational <laughs> right. sports teams? You know, are there groups like none of this is really possible right now. And, so there's no good answer in that situation. I think the best thing you can do is just keep talking and communicating. Honestly, McKenna, like I'm assuming you have like friends and family uh, away from you. Yeah. Like I would not only always vent to Jackson, especially right now. I mean, it's good that you he's probably there to talk to, but you're going to stress some out if, if he is the only person you're venting to. I think you need to diversify your emotional support system right now. I mentioned this on my uh, Ask Nick when people, someone was like breaking up with someone who they knew they were, it wasn't right for them, but like they didn't know who else to talk to because they were the only person they talked to in a relationship. So like it's okay to feel what you're feeling, but like right now let, let Jackson get settled in. You know, as long as Jackson, you're, you know, being attentive to her needs, but like you're not feeling so stressed out that you can't win. So it's like, I, I want to focus on school, but she's not happy. And I feel guilty about that. You know what I'm saying? That's just a slippery slope. That's going to go nowhere fast. Yeah. And I think I could maybe find some other outlets for my stress too. Like my parents or friends or something like that. So, yeah, I think that's really important for both of you right now too, is like you're, you're stuck with each other. Uh, yeah. you pro you know, and it's good that you, yeah. you, Oh babe, if you, I want you to be able to talk to me when you're sad and that's a great thing. But once in a while, I think it might be good for you guys to just have somewhere to let it out. Because if you're constantly feeling stressed and you're constantly bringing in the household, like you're only going to just be bringing each other down and that's not what you want to associate each other with, you know? So try to diversify your emotional support systems and like friends, family, like you said, Jackson, like if you are stressed out about school, like it's good that you can't tell him kind of, but maybe tell, talk to your mom and dad about it or a friend and just, we always need people to vent to and let things out. So I think if you do that, that'll maybe help you guys when you do are connecting and you having this quality time that you're seeking, McKenna, it's not about just venting your problems to each other and the things that you're sad about and the things that you wish were different because of COVID. So then you plan on doing actual things, you know, taking a walk together, plan a date. I don't know what it is that you guys like to do as a couple, but like making that time and prioritizing for quality time, right? So that you're not always venting. Couples really get in a bad habit of being that way. It's like the people they always complain to, the people they they are, you know, we feel the most comfortable with the people we're dating. And that sometimes those are the people we take it out on the most, you know, because like they just want to, they just want to like let go and just kind of be a dick sometimes. And they don't know who else to be a dick to because they're like, well, you're not going to break up with me. So I'll just be a dick to you. They don't constantly <laughs> think, we don't consciously think that, but we do it all the time. So yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, um, I think if you guys do that, that'll go a long way. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
And I think we're pretty good about that already. I don't think we really bent to each other too much. And luckily, you don't have he doesn't have his full class load yet. They start off with yeah. like five or something, four. And then at the end of September, they add on three more classes. So it'll be in seven all at once. And then next spring, they're in nine all at once. Yeah. So it'll get, only get worse. But I guess what more can we do like when we are having couple time other than like watch Netflix? Because I feel like that's all we do when we're actually spending time together is like make a dinner and watch well, Netflix. Maybe that's, that's the it. thing is like tr- you got to, you know, just expand your comfort zone. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. oh, we want, you know, it's like you probably like watching Netflix and chilling together. Yeah. I'm assuming for Jackson, he probably appreciates that release. It's like, all I want to do, babe, is sit down and watch Netflix and, and relax. But it's just finding something else that maybe is different and relaxing. There is a part, yeah. McKenna, that you're, it is like, there is going to just be a tough period, an adjustment period, you know, um, probably more for you than Jackson because Jackson has the benefit of being distracted with distracted with his other stresses. Mm-hmm. Um, Take the Netflix outside. Yeah. do Like switch it up. Take it for a picnic. Go make it romantic. Sit outside in a park. Like if you want to watch the Netflix and release and go and do something like that, that'll change it up and make it a little bit more romantic for you guys. What are other things you yeah. guys enjoy? Man, a lot of stuff you can't do with. Yeah, I was going to say, normally our summers, his parents have a condo down in the Ozarks in Missouri. So normally our summer is like we go there. We lived in Colorado for like six months before we moved here. So that was really fun. But, you know, there's most of our activities aren't as as we adjust as a society. You know, people are coming up with new creative things. I think there's like this drive in movie theater in L.A. that people are starting to go to, which is just kind of different and fun. And it's still like watching you know, old movies, but just that of like planning something and getting out of the house can be a benefit. Make a list, you know, what do you guys like to do? But there's a level of patience you're going to have to have, you know, unfortunately, and and you can give yourself a break, you know, it's not, you're going to have to adjust. It's going to take some time. Um, Just don't burn each other out. Like that's my biggest advice to you guys, because it sounds like you have a really good thing going, but um you guys are probably used to things always probably being pretty easy going for you guys and with this new change there's gonna be some new stresses and don't beat yourself up about it and don't uh start like oh does this mean we're not supposed like supposed to be together because we're stressed out or these new things are going that's normal like you're gonna have to deal with this stuff like if assuming you guys work out and get married have kids there'll be different stresses and so Take it easy on each other. This is your first big test of like um, introducing like change and stress in your relationship. Yeah. So awesome. Just mix it up, you know? Thank you. Uh, yeah. That's the biggest thing. You got like, I'm a creature of habit. So, like, sometimes I even stress myself up with doing It's like, oh, I'm tired of doing the same shit over and over. Like, and I'm the person who suggests the same shit yeah. over and over. So, to that end, they're, there's probably something going on in your community of people like you're not the only ones feeling this like way everyone's cooped up. Everyone's feeling this kind of stress and burden. You guys have this new kind of unique situation. So when you have some free time, I kind of do some research and see if you guys can mutually find something that you enjoy and then try to set some actual time aside where you can do something different than just sitting on the couch and watching the same shit over and over. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
And then if Jackson like needs wants to be like, babe, I just I just wanna can I just check out? Like <laughs> you know, try not to get too frustrated because I can only imagine, Jackson, the the excitement and the stress you're feeling about starting medical school. Yeah, it's exciting. You you've hit you said it, it's stressful too, but I do kind of feel bad because when I get done around like, you know, supper time or whatever, it's like seven o'clock and I'm my brain's pretty much shot and I'm just like a zombie sometimes, but and then we're yeah. in bed by ten, so <laughs> yeah, I gotta wake up early the next day too. So yeah, yeah. And there might be like sometimes I think in relationships too, you know, you always want kind of this mutual like, well, I'll do this for you and you this for me, and and that's great, but you you, you can't keep score, especially on a daily or weekly basis. Sometimes, especially in long term relationships, there might be periods of like, you know, like McKenna, this for the next you know, a couple months, certainly, and maybe the next few years, you're being kind of the selfless person for the greater good of the relationship and and because Jackson's. But, you know, Jackson's being mindful of that. And when he can, he'll do his part, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't have to be like, well, today is my day for getting what I want. And then Jackson, you have to make up for it. It just might be, you might unfortunately be the one and you are because you you moved and you're doing this and and Jackson um, it sounds like he's very appreciative and 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 recognize that but as much as you can um as long as you're okay with it and you accept the risks of the relationship and then hopefully when you know Jackson will you know make it up for you make it up to you like it doesn't always have to be on a daily basis of keeping score like sometimes the equality in the relationship can can happen over a greater period of time and not like every day where it's like, it's my day, you know? Um, I think sometimes we, we do that. We make that mistake in relationships as well as, as feeling like it needs to, you know, we, we keep score too, too often. Yeah. Even subconsciously. So. Yeah. I'm definitely that way. A right. little bit. <laughs> you, you are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, try yeah. not, try not to do that. McKenna. And yeah. like again, you have the right to feel like you should get, you know, you should um you you need to be happy too and you have that right. But keeping score on a daily basis or a weekly basis, it's a I mean, it's just not it's not sustainable. Like, you know, like you won't it's it's too exhausting in any relationship for both of you. So, try to see the bigger picture. Like you made this choice, you know, it sounds like he's aware of the the sacrifices you've made but he can't make it right all in one day every day mm-hmm. you know so give it time and and find the moments where he can um make sure you're good and you know what i'm saying does that help yeah oh, yeah. yeah just um take it easy on each other cuz i've i've been in relationships in different situations where you just you just stress each other out and uh and it's like you you own you understand each other you want to be there for each other but you're you don't bring out the best in one another you're you're bringing out anxiety in each other and mm-hmm. uh, try not to do that okay thank you all right well thanks, thanks a lot guys i appreciate it uh jackson yeah. best of luck with medical school and mckenna i think you're going to be okay just try to find <laughs> other outlets other people you can talk to and and um and i'm sure when jackson can he will um, do everything he can to make sure that uh, you're, you're doing well, but tr- give him a chance to, to succeed. Okay, thanks. All right. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Well, what a 
fun little episode. I don't know. Good. What was our... So many was, different topics. What were our takeaways? Um, Trust yourself. You know, take big, big, big takeaway is being a sexual free agent. It's exciting stuff. Yeah. Whether you're maybe going through a separation or you're just discovering yourself for the first time. Trying of, to spice it up with your, yeah, there's your boyfriend. A, being open to, you know having options like we like to get settled into our routines and then sometimes our routines get shaken up but and that makes us panic and and scared but man sometimes being a free agent is that was that your sexy dance yeah my sexy dance (laughs) is that the dance that gets it going yeah i you know might want to do that in the mirror double check (laughs) the sexy dance well i am i am who i am (laughs) i love it well, um, on that note, uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, don't forget, obviously, as I said on the top of the show, we uh, this this uh, particular episodes of the Ask Nicks uh, mean a lot to me, and I always appreciate you guys listening. So your reviews on iTunes and, and, and your feedback in general is always appreciated. And uh, we always uh, thank you for listening and um, sharing it with your friends. And um, it's as... Helpful to me as it is, hopefully, to all of you listening. So just want to say thank you for uh, being a part of this show. And if there is nothing else, we will uh, see you next time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.